welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Tara Nicholas. Born in Washington, D.C., with her family hailing from Haiti, Tara started performing at the age of three in Lome, Togo, and never stopped. After receiving her B.A. from UPenn, her passion for the arts led her to New York City. You may have seen her in commercials, performing with Beyoncé, or acting in episodes of FBI and Godfather of Harlem. In addition to her work in the arts, Tara is also very involved in the wellness space. Her wellness journey began unexpectedly through her own need for lasting health. As a Nike trainer, Reiki master, and meditation instructor, Tara's approach to wellness is rooted in empowerment with the hope of helping clients find lasting health from the inside out. Her programming has been featured on Netflix, Good Morning America, Blavity, Nike Training Club, Well and Good, Health Magazine, Self Magazine, and others. When she's not programming a spicy workout for Megan the Stallion, you can catch Tara eating dark chocolate, writing her next film, or flyering for her next community healing event in Brooklyn. Hi, Tara. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you this morning? Hi, uh, I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Same here. Thank you for coming on the show. Okay, so let's get started. So you were born in Haiti, is that correct? And then, um, or was I it was Washington? Born in Washington, D.C. Oh, yes. okay. You were born in Washington, D.C., but you were moved, but you moved, your family moved and lived in, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, Tome Logo. Is that right? Yeah, in, in Lome, Togo, exactly. Okay. And in the first four years of your life, do you have any memories of, of living there? Um, or are they, are they kind of? Yes. You do? I, no, no, no. I have really fond memories of living there, funny enough. Um, and the the confusion is that my family's from Haiti. Uh, uh, I was born in Washington, D.C., but my dad took a job shortly after I was born that took us to Lome, Togo, just to uh, summarize what that movement was. Um, okay. I, uh, but yes, my, my memories of there are space and mm-hmm. the freedom to play. I mean, I really sound like I'm from like a city city because it sounds like, <laughs> but I, I just remember I had so many different pets. I had rabbits, I had ducks, I was running around. Oh, wow. um, my dad, <laughs> Yeah, I, I just remember space and getting to run and move and play and lots of friends. And um, I just remember a lot of play. Mm. And, you know, it's not like it's not like I'm trying to make it sound like moving to the States was like doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. But in comparison to moving to the States where it's, it's I remember cold. I remember <laughs> we don't have a big backyard. We have uh, this little like, you know, like a little space. Right. I remember the, the the time to play was at school, uh, you know, but yeah. school was school, school was right. serious, you right. know. Yeah. Right. Um, so yes, my memories of living in Lome were almost completely positive. I, the only negatives were, you know, I, I just remember having to get a lot of shots and fighting mm-hmm. to the death <laughs> to not let anyone give me shots. Because oh. um, I think I needed so many because I was that young and right. running around ragged and probably getting <laughs> sick like every three seconds. Oh, um, but yes, those are, I have very fond memories of my time in Lome. Oh, that's awesome. And and then you moved back to Washington, D.C. because your dad's, your father's position as a director of the Peace Corps ended. Now, how did that mm-hmm. transition affect you as a young child? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was funny because as I was leaving, I caught malaria, oh, which geez. is actually the worst thing that can happen because you want to have malaria in the place uh -huh. because they know how to deal with it much right. better than quote unquote Western world where uh -huh. there'll be like, you have a flu, uh -huh. you know, and send uh -huh. you home. Oh boy. So thankfully I was on like, you know, the, I was on chloroquine, which is like the like malaria medication they give you before you go to a place. So mm -hmm. it was under control. But by the time we got to the States, my parents were telling the doctors, like she has malaria, just treat her. Mm -hmm. And they didn't believe my parents. Oh my gosh. So, they wow. insisted they were like we need a foreign doctor now because uh -huh. they know foreign doctors will listen and will like understand what they're saying uh -huh. um and so then i got the care and it was fine but that initial transition was a little crazy because wow. i had malaria and you know that's crazy uh but wow. i i recovered i was fine and my mom you know as i after i'd gotten care was interviewing me for schools mm -hmm. i like did all of my um interviews for the, the the school I ended up going to was an international school mm -hmm. and you know I was no longer like I, I wasn't sick anymore but I was still like lethargic and mm. you know a mess for a little while so <laughs> oh I just remember that interview where I'm like glued to her back Aww. and they're like she's like she's just not feeling well it's fine <laughs> but yeah so I, I uh ended up going to international school which helped a lot because at the time I didn't really speak English like mm. French was my first language mm -hmm. and the program we spent most of the day in French and then like it just was awkward because obviously the kids mostly were speaking English mm -hmm. when they weren't having to be in class and right. I'd be guessing I was like I don't really know what you're saying oh geez wow <laughs> it really was culture shock for you it, yeah you know? there's a lot going on wow and oh my gosh and your health on top of that I'm like I'm like really shocked that okay you're here and they don't know what to do with you with malaria I'm like western mm -hmm, medicine mm -hmm. that's like okay all right well I guess that's kind of a different approach I think it was less about them like not knowing what to do and uh -huh. not versus like just not believing uh, you know to yeah. Haitian uh. people who are telling you wow. who are diagnosing their daughter wow you know what I'm saying yeah yeah it was more about like you know uh. a little bit of medical arrogance you would mm. say which mm -hmm. not every doctor is like that obviously right. but yeah. in that moment that's the type of doctor they encounter oh my gosh but thank goodness your parents found you the right doctor <laughs> to actually yes. like, oh my gosh, that because that's got to be frustrating for them, you know, as well as like, okay, I just want to get better. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel like totally. this anymore. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I read that you love to dance. And one of the conditions of you continuing to dance is that you had to make sure you're, you're, you were keeping up with your grades in international school. Um, and first of all, was that, I mean, I was like, okay, so that's a great incentive for you to like, you know, well, yeah, if, if I want to continue a dance, I better do well. But did, did your love of dance inspire you to go for other, um, I guess, more artistic, um, I guess, artistic, uh, pursuits? Yeah, I, um, I'm very blessed that uh, when we moved to the States, my mom put me in a dance school that was um, 
founded by a phenomenal woman, two phenomenal women, Doris Jones um, and uh, Ms. Haywood. And it was really, um, it became a family. Mm. So I, that school was pretty close to my house. When I was old enough, I was allowed to walk there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was my home and it, 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 it didn't just teach me about dance. It taught me about discipline and ambition and, um, you know, they don't use the word teamwork in dance, but yeah, like a sense of teamwork, mm-hmm. whatever that, we don't call it that in dance and I'm blanking right now on what we did call it, but you know, it's like you need a certain awareness of your body, but also of your peers. And it helped me under, it helped me also have a way of coping. I'm just, I'm so empathic. And I think when I was that young, I didn't know what to do with how much I was picking up on. Mm-hmm. And it just helped me make sense of things. It was both my like movement outlet, my creative outlet, but it was also my, you know, emotional outlet as well to kind of like have a means of understanding things better. Like I want to get better at a pirouette. Mm -hmm. They're giving me the tools to get better. It kind of simplified the world for me. Like Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. need to work on this, this and this, and then I can accomplish that. Mm. Um, And I think something I will forever be grateful for, uh, for Doris Jones is that I got to, she pushed us in a way that I got to find out like what I'm made of, mm. like to really not just like experience, but to like, know, like I'm strong. Yeah. Like I am yeah. really strong. Like even when I'm tired and I think I have nothing left, Right. it was so many experiences of like, oh, I had a lot more left, huh. you know, cause uh-huh. it doesn't, I mean, you know, like I think about like going up the stairs in New York city, oh, you yeah. know, and it's like, oh, <laughs> you finish something like that and you're like, yep. I'm done. I never, yep. I don't want to do any more movement. Yep. And then to be like, and then I can go, do a whole workout or go mm-hmm. to dance rehearsal. It was like these little things where it really, it, it was the, my foundations of mm. who I am. Um, and to stay focused on your more exact question. Yes. I think I realized I am, I am an artist through and through. So mm. my school had a always really prioritized, um, like creativity, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we had a pretty robust art program that would also take us on cool field trips to museums. Oh. And in, in DC, the museums are free. So it also yeah. was just like, mm-hmm. it was just such a treat. Yeah. And I had like family members who really prioritized me making sure that I like culturally was getting my education. So whether it was like um, visiting other countries, whether it's going back home and mm-hmm. getting to know like Haiti better, whether mm-hmm. it's um, um, like at school, just learning how to mimic certain artists and it i just just felt really special getting to sing getting to dance getting to act like i realized like that creative expression uh was very much at the core of who i am yeah that, wow that's really incredible i love that so okay um in addition to being a dancer an actor and singer you're also a nike trainer a reiki master and meditation instructor um do you think all of your all of your accomplishments helped you decide on the path you're on now? Absolutely. Mm. Um, I think too, it's taken a quite a bit of unlearning as well. I think so much of our more like traditional education system just makes us feel like you focus on one thing mm-hmm. or else you won't be good at it or you won't you'll just be a you know the master of none kind of mm. thing, jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. 
And I think the other piece of that puzzle that was difficult for me to let go of was that I was made to feel as though being a creative, being an artist was very selfish pursuit mm. and that it wouldn't really, um, there's no way to like make a life out uh -huh. of being a creative. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not anything sustainable or healthy. It's like right. everything was always like very dramatic, the views yeah. of artists. It's like you end up <laughs> yep. in like drugs and prostitution, especially yep. as a woman and mm -hmm. a woman of color. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like, um, oh wait, I just lost it. What was the question? <laughs> I, I said, with all of your accomplishments, did that set you on the path of where, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, for example, I went to University of Pennsylvania, where I went to study international relations. And mm -hmm. once I got there, I very promptly realized that that particular program was not going to work for me. It mm -hmm. felt, um, we'll, we'll just leave it there. It was just, it, it, it was not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. And okay. so... Penn makes you like declare really quickly. And so then it was like, I was scrambling to find mm. something else to study because I really wanted to do international relations, but it just kind of felt like between the, their approach. And I think if I'd had more time, I'd have realized like there was another aspect of a program that was like adjacent to it. I could have done, but I didn't know. And I was, I was panicking. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think um, getting to Penn, I had all in all, I had a very positive experience at Penn. But when I got to Penn is when I was like painfully aware that like I am an artist and mm -hmm. I, while I have so many other interests, I feel like I'm, I'm not doing my life's purpose, mm. you know, like mm -hmm. I'm not in my life's purpose. So right. anyway, being there, getting to, um, uh, declare other, other, um, I, I ended up doing communications, Latin American studies and French, Spanish and Portuguese as concentrations. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting. And I finished all those majors as fast as I could because I wanted to, um, just explore and mm -hmm. get back to the joy of learning and get back to, um, really being able to enjoy being a nerd, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. then I got to do anthropology classes and uh, film classes uh, and other languages and yeah. poetry classes and a photography class. And, mm. you know, wow. that's when I was like, that's the part of education that I really love. Mm -hmm. um, and what I like, you know, you want to go to these big fancy schools to do something that's going to like carry you forever. But the reality is that's not always, you know, it, it doesn't always like really feel like that once right. you get to those schools yeah. or I, mm -hmm. I don't feel allowed. Mm. I don't feel allowed to do that. Not after what my family, ancestors, everyone has sacrificed for me to get here. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I'm so grateful now, now mm -hmm. that I've had more time because I've had such a like rich experience. Like I got to go to those schools and, and be my best nerdy self and learn all these different things and still decide I wanted to go into being a creative. And then I get to New York and I, um, the lifestyle of New York was starting to get difficult. I realized I wasn't, I moved to New York thinking dance was something I needed to like, quote unquote, get out of my system mm -hmm. and then get back to quote unquote real life. Mm -hmm. And then when I got there, I realized, no, this is, <laughs> this is it. Yeah. But yeah. you know, New York is New York is tough, and yeah. it's it's hard on the spirit. So yeah, for sure. Meditation, Reiki, training, all of that. Mm -hmm. I, um, I couldn't have one without the other. Like right. I, you know, I couldn't be an artist without also being in the holistic world. And I, I wouldn't have gotten to pursue any of that if I hadn't first really explored 
the other interests I had in school, like international relations was a big one because I went to an international school my right. whole life and was very passionate about being able to help people in that way. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I had to really like let myself have a chance mm -hmm. to explore, to see, to really understand like, do I want to study this mm -hmm. or, or is it just not right now? Right. You know, to, yeah. I think it's just, I've realized the American dream for me has been about um, getting to pursue my dream mm -hmm. and to like kind of fumble my way through yeah. as I pursue it. Wow. Well, well, okay. So let's get onto that. So you are the creator of Avocado et Chocolat. Can you mm -hmm. tell me what Avocado et Chocolat is about and what prompted you to create it? Yeah. Um, to be honest, at first it was just because it was a couple of different things at once. It was, um, I was freelancing full time mm -hmm. and I was told you need to be an LLC so mm. that you don't get sued. Um, and so it was more like, okay, here we go. I, I got a scholarship from Stripe Atlas to help me incorporate. Mm -hmm. And I was very grateful for that. So I was able to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't really do anything with it. You mm -hmm. know, I, I created it and then I was just overwhelmed by all the other millions of things I was juggling. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. as I finally started to be able to invest in it and understand it more, what I realized is it's, it's my wellness company. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it is, it is sustainable healing from the inside out. It is everything I do in movement. It's everything I do in the holistic world. And how do we get to a place as a human, as human beings where we can really take care of our, ourselves in every sense of the world mm -hmm. to really be able to take time to, um, check in with how you're feeling on the inside, check in with like, maybe you wanted to go do some crazy strength workout and you show up and your body is like, I can't. Mm. And so now we switch to yoga. Maybe mm -hmm. now we switch to just, or we just take a little time for some gentle mobility recovery work, or we have to scrap all movement that day and focus on meditation, mm -hmm. which is going to be just as nourishing as anything else we would do. It's, it's that lifestyle change, that mindset change that really allows us to, um, care for ourselves mm -hmm. in, in a real sense of the word. And I think, you know, sometimes it's, it's that age old saying of like, um, you know, you, you teach what you need to learn mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I think that's something that I've as much as, as much work and self-reflection and healing work and all that, that I've done, there's still so much more to do. And I keep, you know, each chapter of my life is a new, way of caring for myself and actually showing up for myself and actually being kind to myself versus mm -hmm. like, come on, girl, don't be lazy or, mm -hmm. you know, or, mm -hmm. or all the weird self-talk that happens mm -hmm. um, that isn't necessarily helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you think that stems from your, your passion for health and wellness? And, and so, I mean, obviously this is so important to you that you created your brand. Um, where does that come from? I would say a big part of it, I think I'm born with, mm. I have to be honest, because I think like my mom a couple of years ago was looking through some of my stuff at my childhood home in DC mm -hmm. and she found this like bag of crystals hmm. that I remember when we got them, we were at like one of those really cool DC like flea markets. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. every time we would go, I would like 
like a moth to a fly, like <laughs> gravitate towards these crystals uh-huh. and like grab them and need them. Or, you know, like when I've had weird, like I've had a lot of strange health things mm. in, in the later part of my life that, mm-hmm. you know, you go to the doctor, they don't know, they want to put you on a this or a that, nothing yeah. that's helping. Yeah. Um, and I'll just, you know, whether it's like an aunt telling me like, just try vitamin C, like something mm. really obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Something really simple. Or whether it's like, I realized like I really I grew up with Haitians love to put some kind of leaf in the hot water right mm. you know like we make our own teas fresh mm-hmm. um and I just something about me has always been very curious about healing work about mm. crystals mm-hmm. about essential oils about like um herbal medicine mm-hmm. um and I think I became aware very intuitively that I react better to those things and like just like I in high school I you know discovered drinking water I know that sounds crazy but it was like a very new thing for me mm-hmm. um and just noticing how when I drink more water and eat more vegetables like I feel really fantastic mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it so all that to say it felt very um intuitive mm-hmm. like some part of me I don't know if I was like, you know, some kind of healer in a past life, you know, one of those, mm-hmm. the way they describe like witch doctors who know all the plant medicine and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that I I want to continue to study and pursue because mm-hmm. I just feel like um, I've always been interested in it. And I, and I think I gravitate towards that world and therefore I meet people that help me grow and learn and, um, and be of better service to help others. Cause mm. I, I just feel like there's just so many people I grew up with in our, in my community who just haven't had access to even a fraction of what I got to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I got most of it late in life. And right. the other parts I got just cause my family already loves drinking like lemongrass tea or basil tea or mint tea or whatever mm. it is, but no one ever says why. Right. And that was the, always the missing piece. I was like, uh, why do we drink these teas, right. you know, uh-huh. or, why, why do we do it like this versus yeah. like that? Or why every time I see a crystal, I can't move away from it. Hmm. Um, yeah. So it was, I think it, I'm grateful that once I leaned into being an artist, then all of me liking crystals and oils became like, oh gosh, she's such a hippie or she's so woo woo. <laughs> but, you know, now I think they understand that there's something a little deeper happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I... I'm, I'm constantly just juggling time, energy, all around sanity with like how to be able to study more and mm-hmm. also still be an artist and also still be of service, like be a daughter, a girlfriend, a friend. Mm-hmm. So it, mm. it, it's a, it's definitely going to be a longer term um, journey, right. but I'm, I can tell that I, I'm going to keep learning about it. Okay. Well, okay. So I read that... Um, you had an experience with a vaccine that affected your health. Can you share mm-hmm. that story with me? Yeah. Um, I I am not an anti-vaxxer. I mm-hmm. believe in vaccines and what they do. Mm-hmm. I had, um, in I think 2009, mm-hmm. I was seeing a gynecologist who was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and a friend of mine had just died of breast cancer fairly mm-hmm. young she's in her 30s mm-hmm. oh, and wow. she, this was the second time she had it and uh-huh. the second time she had it 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 was 
pretty aggressive and she passed away. Oh, wow. And so I go to the gyno and I get an abnormal pap. Uh -huh. And somehow in the process of this abnormal pap, I was fine, but it became like, you, sh you really need to get the Gardasil vaccine. Huh. And I was like, what? You know, because at that point, I still put a lot of trust. And, mm -hmm. you know, I really put a, doctors on a pedestal, mm -hmm. even though already at this point, I'd had a lot of kind of unpleasant experiences with doctors, mm -hmm. but I still did, you know, mm -hmm. also a friend just passed, like, mm -hmm. you know, more than me, if you think it's because she said, like, you know, you could die of like uterine cancer and oh, wow. all the scary buzzwords. Oh, geez. So um, I get the first shot and I immediately have weird reactions. I get lumps all over my body and like swelling at the site. Oh my gosh. Um, and I tell her, and she's like, that's not the vaccine. Go to a dermatologist. Whoa. I go to a dermatologist. Dermatologist is like, I don't know what that is. They take a biopsy. They give me these like weird little steroid strips. They mm -hmm. like, it's long story short. I am so trusting of this gynecologist. I go get the second two shots. Oh my God. And still I'm getting more and more reactions. And oh. still they're telling me it's not the vaccine. Oh my gosh. So at the end of those three shots, I had all kinds of weird problems. And one day I was doing um, work study, which, you know, when you help like a studio, like clean or whatever they need, maybe a little bit of like desk work, like mm -hmm. admin. Mm -hmm. um, and in turn, you get like discounted or free classes. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a Pilates and gyrotonic studio. And I meet a woman named Shelly Poovey, who does Pilates and gyrotonic, but at the time, in, in this conversation, she was saying, I'd also do something called body talk and they have a whole protocol to help people when they get vaccines. Mm. And she was like, and I was like, oh, okay. But you know, I don't really know what she's talking about, but I was open to it at this point. I'd gone through all the things and I had these weird lumps that would pop up all over my body. I was having a lot of stomach issues, just mm. all kinds of problems. And I'd already gone through the whole gamut of doctors and they're just looking at me like, I don't know, Wow. Not us. We wow. we tried. We checked. Oh jeez. Um, and and it was also like a couple years before. I'd also had weird reactions, different ones to this. But it mm -hmm. was like I'm I'm at my wits end because yeah. now it's like yeah. I've now had like three back to back experiences with doctors where I feel like they are not even hearing what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And all my weird little quirks are getting worse and not better. Right. And I feel like every time I do something they tell me to do, I get worse. Again, mm -hmm. I respect and love the medical system. I just went through a pretty extensive period where I had some pretty negative experiences. Okay. Um, so Shelly helps me. It, you know, it, it turns out to be a longer process than either of us thought it would, but also was the beginning of a friendship and she became my mentor. Mm -hmm. So she's been, um, the main person to guide me on my healing journey, not just as a client, but as then as I grew into being my own practitioner and mm -hmm. having the, my own expertise. Mm -hmm. um, so she helped me, you know, we were doing a lot of meditation together and then she pushed me to start teaching it. And then mm. she created a whole certification program so that, you know, a lot of time when you go to places, if they don't see a cert, then they think that, you don't mm. know anything, mm -hmm. even though you've been doing it for like 15 plus years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so she helped me with that. And then I got like my, my, I did all of my Reiki training with her. Um, and it's just been a really amazing journey. And she has her own, uh, 
wellness company Mm -hmm. that does amazing, phenomenal healing work. Um, And I continue to work with her. Mm. Okay. My journey with the Gardasil vaccine. And I know plenty of people who've had it and not had any issues. So it's Mm -hmm. not like I would ever even say I had a very negative reaction and it took a long time for my body to, to recover. Wow. Okay. Oh, geez. I mean, I, I'm so like, I, I, my mouth was open when you were like, exp- like sharing your story. And I'm like, geez, this poor woman, like, you know, it, mm-hmm. she wants answers and she's just not getting it. But thank goodness mm-hmm. that, you know, through Shelly, she was able to help you. Finally, yes, I'm you know, very grateful. <laughs> finally yeah. get out of that. Oh my gosh. That's, that's really crazy. Um, okay. So as a woman business owner, have you encountered um, some bias towards you? I mean, you know. I mean, absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. I said, as I was answering, I was just trying to also find examples. Because I think as I started thinking about the answer, though, I realized, like, where do I even mm. begin? Okay. You know, where do I begin? But also bringing back to this topic of unlearning. Mm-hmm. I think if I constantly see the world as this big, ugly place, where everything and everyone is against me, mm-hmm. then that's exactly the world I'll encounter. Right. And I haven't always done a good job of um, not, of, I, in the past, I found that I focused so much on the obstacles that um, it's almost like that's all I saw. Mm. Mm-hmm. And especially as I like moved to New York and was, pursuing my dream that felt like kind of at odds with my family's wishes for me. Um, it, it just made things way more complicated and even more difficult. Mm-hmm. And I'll say in this chapter of my life, I'm aware of the obstacles. I'm aware of the biases and I'm very newly in the process of wanting to understand, okay, here are all the ways that things don't work for me. Mm-hmm. But here are the ways that they do work for me. Mm-hmm. And how about I nourish what's working? Mm. Because it was putting me in such like a down in the dump state of mind uh-huh. where it's like, well, how do I keep going? Right. Um, and I think up until I would say like maybe a, a little bit around the pandemic, I'm just so strong and ambitious and fiery mm-hmm. that it didn't matter what the obstacle was. I was going to mm-hmm. bulldoze it over and keep going. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a necessary skill um and i think i'm grateful for that part of me it's that that it's like a tigress that i feel like i have in me um I love but that. what i started on <laughs> thank you um but what i started to understand is that that is not a way that is working for me in this chapter of my life mm-hmm. in this chapter of my life i'm really leaning into you know in in energy talk it's like into the feminine you know into mm-hmm. like more baths, more softness, more mm-hmm. quiet, more, more peace, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, easier said than done, but mm-hmm. yes, to not go on and on. Yes. I've encountered plenty of bias and yes, being a woman business owner is terrifying, especially when, um, I'm, I don't say I'm a one woman show in a positive way in this moment. I, I mean it. Well, how do I mean it? Being a one woman show when you are, an actor, a dancer, you are doing Reiki, training, meditation, people's first reaction is like, oh, so, okay, you're not serious. 
<laughs> because wow. how could you possibly do so many things? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm in, I'm amazing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually doing these things mm-hmm. at a very high level. But I realized the biggest thing was I had to believe I was doing right. I was uh-huh. really a business uh-huh. owner. I yeah. am a business owner. Mm-hmm. I, I am great at what I do. And if ever there's something I don't know, I mm-hmm. can just say, I don't know. Right. Huh. I love that because you, you're really like, you know, it's part of what you've been training all, I mean, to put that word in, in place, what you've been training for all along is really mm-hmm. like finding your, um, I guess finding your, um, not goal so much as your purpose, right? You mm-hmm. said that before and it's, it's awesome because yeah, you know, you could be all of these things and really be good at all of these things. And why mm-hmm. is that? Why, why is that even questioned? Right. But mm-hmm. it's unfortunate because, you know, uh, society, unfortunately, thinks, you know, that, well, you know, you can't possibly be good at all of these things, you know, maybe one or two, you know, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, but heck no. It's like, well, and if you are, then it seems almost like it's a threat because then how can anybody else really do that? You know? Um, yeah. But that's not your purpose. Your purpose is to actually help people <laughs> and right. not, not be, you know, and not to threaten people or make and them feel less than, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like my whole journey has led me here because I want to help people heal. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I see myself as a savior and something creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to empower people with tools right. when it comes to like the, the training, the Reiki, the meditation. Right. When it comes to art, it's like, I, I, I want us to go on a journey together. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something you saw where maybe it's something you experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's helping others find their voice. It's helping yeah. others find their way, their purpose, their right. joy. Right empowering them to know that they are worthy of love that they are worthy of of peace Mm -hmm. i love that that's really cool okay so is there someone you would credit for where you are now yeah um i think it depends on you know what we're talking about Mm. i am i'm very grateful you know i i'm very aware of my ancestors not literally who they are but like the feeling like i can feel them mm-hmm. um because i'm sure there's plenty i don't even know who they are because so much has gotten lost in mm. in our like family tree mm-hmm. but um there have just been so many times where i've been at my lowest mm. that i need a sign or i need support and somehow the right person comes into my life mm. you know and mm-hmm. i don't know it in the moment right. but yeah. I realized like with a little bit of space and distance, like, oh my goodness, like mm. that ballet coach was exactly who I needed to meet. Mm-hmm. Like she's the one who made me feel like I belonged in the dance world or, you know, that um, when I leave this one, you know, it, I've just always, I'm, I'm grateful that I've, all it takes is one person mm-hmm. to make me feel like mm-hmm. I'm, like, I know I'm crazy, but, there's, you know, there's the crazy where it's like, but am I, like, delusional, like, losing my mind? Like, I shouldn't even do this? Or, mm. like, can I just have something, someone to make me feel like I'm on the right path? Like, right. as yeah. I mentioned, Shelly has been 
such a like central part of my healing journey mm-hmm. um, and of me becoming a practitioner. Right. Um, but I've also, you know, like my partner has also been a really great source of healing for me and I for him, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of realizing together that we can have like a healthy, loving partnership and mm-hmm. what does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I love my family and each one of them in their own way has had their really pivotal point in my life. Um, even if it's at the time seem negative, mm-hmm. you know, like at the time you have a family member that's like, you're selfish. How could you pursue this dream of yours? And it's like, but that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's all, it, you know, I did not get here alone right. basically. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there's any one person. I think my mom is a huge part of mm-hmm. who I am today. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, and just even thinking about her, like it makes me get a little teary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just cause she's, I remember bringing home like the equivalent of like a B cause I was in an international school. So we didn't really use a normal system, but mm-hmm. I would bring home a B and she was like, my dad would be like, was it your best? And I'd be like, yeah. And my mom would be like, a B is your best, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, and she didn't do it in like an abusive way, which mm-hmm. I know can happen as well. She did it in a way of like, you can do better than this, you know, like, mm. and if you can't, like, let's get you help so that you can, you need to be more, you know, like you yeah. can do this. Like, right. and right. she came from a system in Haiti where it was mostly a French system. She was like, are you top of your class? And I was mm. like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah. It, she really helped me find like I was already so fiery and then she like lit a little extra fire under my butt. I so love it. I love it. It was um yeah, my mom's been a huge part of awesome. of everything. Yeah. That's really awesome. So is there something you haven't yet tried that you would like to do? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we're talking goals or if, if we're talking yeah. about next steps, is there something you haven't yet? I mean, you've thought about it, but you've never really tried it. And what what would that be? Okay. Ma? I'm sorry, you, you just cut out. Oh, yeah. I okay. just said a very loud. Um, um, uh, okay. I would say... <laughs> Two two different things came to mind. One, mm-hmm. it's like my nerdy brain mm-hmm. desires. Mm-hmm. Um, so nerdy brain desires are like, I want to somehow like go somewhere in a jungle and really study plant medicine, like really oh, wow. study it for a little while. Maybe it's like a summer because uh-huh. I'm sure I, it would take more than a summer. Right. But I don't yeah. know that I, in the near future, can take off more than a summer. So mm-hmm. let's say it's like a summer, like little bits of time. Mm-hmm. The other nerdy brain thing is like, I want to like really dive into languages because I've always mm. loved them. So I think the next language I want to learn mm-hmm. um, is Arabic. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That. That's awesome. And then as far as like non-nerd things, uh-huh. um, I know there's uh, something I've never tried. <laughs> it has to be movement oriented. Oh, I like that. I just love to move. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, something I saw, I was in Costa Rica a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. I didn't get to do it, mm-hmm. but 
it's almost like you zip line across a jungle uh-huh. as like your tour. Uh-huh. And I was like, I want to, I want to do that. Just like uh-huh. ziplining across a beautiful jungle and just wow. like, that's how you tour. Like, I, like, um, something, is it cloud forest or something where it's oh, almost wow. like, it, yes. Yeah, so yeah, just ziplining across different jungles. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Okay. If you do that, let me know. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I definitely want to, you know, I, that's just, that, that would be wild. That would definitely be like way out of my comfort zone, but <laughs> Mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. live vicariously through you. So, oh my gosh, that's wild. I love that. Okay. Um, and so if anyone wanted to know more about avocado chocolate, how would they go about it? Yeah. Um, I would say the most central place to go look for me is to just come to my Instagram because that's where I'll put updates, links, anything they need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my Instagram is Tara, T-A-R-A, A, it's my middle initial, Nicholas, N-I-C-O-L-A-S. So there you'll find direct links for the website, for sessions, um, if there's a TV show I'm on, if there's an event I'm doing, um, because I'm I'm putting together quarterly community healing events. I just had my first one in July, Mm -hmm. and my next one is in October. So if you're in the New York area, it's Mm -hmm. totally free. Um, and I'm looking for sponsorships. So if anybody knows some sponsors, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And so where would you see yourself? Where do you see yourself in five years? You think? Oh, um, I mean, you can think about it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. In five years. I'm married with two kids. Mm-hmm. I have already shot my first Marvel film. Oh, cool. And I have built up the nonprofit arm of Avocai Chocolat so that I'm able to um, help more people mm-hmm. in DC, Brooklyn, and Haiti. Cool. That's awesome. I love that goal. I love that. Okay, so yep. if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be? Mm. One thing to change. I think it has to do with joy. Hmm. Like, let yourself be happy. Hmm. Like it's, it's like joy, being joyful is not selfish. Hmm. Um, And I know, you know, that's like a loaded term because we all know plenty of people who are, you know, can be selfish and Mm -hmm. are happy, but Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not always linked. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. To really, I think I knew that I needed to live my life and mm-hmm. pursue my dreams, but I think I still carried so much guilt and shame and mm. perfectionism, and it was just so toxic. And yeah. I, I don't think anyone has ever said anything as mean to me as I have said to myself. Hmm. Yeah. And to just unburden myself mm-hmm. 
of all these things that had nothing to do with me mm-hmm. and my journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. And okay, my last question is, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> um, uh, I'll say the first thing that came to mind. Okay. Um, is to like not be in such a rush to not be a kid. I know it's so boring. I think people (laughs) often say that, but Uh my goodness, like being a little munchkin running around and stressed about homework, (laughs) you know, yeah, like um, there would be that. And Uh then I think, um, I think the other one would be, to start to love yourself now, hmm. like love all of you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your quirks, your good, your bad, your middle, your chunk, your not chunk, mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. Like start to love yourself now. Cause mm-hmm. it's not that I ever was one of those people who I would go as far as say didn't love themselves, but I think it was very conditional love. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't love all of me mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I need, and I think it like the love was a little, stingy because mm. it was like I love me when I'm perfect yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, whatever yeah. perfect means uh-huh. I didn't even really know uh-huh. but it would make I would stress myself out so much from needing to cover every base dot every I cross every T blah 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 so by the time I got to do the thing I'm like exhausted <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah okay Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well, Tara, thank you for coming on the show and for sharing your stories and your life with us. Um, I so appreciate like all that you're doing, and I really, you know, wish you luck if you do decide to go and and do the zip lining <laughs> across yes. all the jungles. Let me know because that would be Will so do. cool, and make sure you somebody takes a video of that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and I'm like so excited for you that you have all of these things going on, you know, because you're really, um, if anything, you're empowering so many people to really be in charge of their own selves, you know, by being, um, by, by promoting health and wellness and by saying, look, you know, you're just as important as anybody else, but, and you have to take care of yourself first before you can be of any service to others. Right. So, mm-hmm. And, and I love that your that is your whole purpose, you know, just to continue to do that and really help out those who may not know that they they are deserving of it, right? So yeah. that's so cool. Well, but thank you for coming on, and I really appreciate the time you spent with me, and I look forward to um, keeping up with whatever you're doing. So. But. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's been such a pleasure being here. And, um, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the time to chat to, um, to share to learn mm. all of it. So keep in touch. I will. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you. Okay. Likewise. Bye. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Tara Nicholas on revwoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Women. You can listen to Revolutionary Women on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Just a little note. I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman. <laughs>